0: From the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, cybersecurity made simple. And I'm your host, Harry G, CEO of Darn IT Group. Thank you all for visiting and watching this latest episode of Darn IT Podcast. Human resources is crucial to building a cybersecurity culture. So to all HR professionals, I'm coming after you in your mind this episode. So let's talk about human resources. But let me start with a question. When you think about human resources, what is the first feeling that comes to mind? What is the first thing that comes into mind when I talk about HR? Now, this may apply to people who are not in HR specifically, but the listeners who are outside HR. The point I'm trying to make here is that Technically speaking, people have different opinions and views about HR. Now, a quick story about myself uh, when I was uh, in the working world, uh, I used to <clears throat> th- not really appreciate HR in the beginning. Um, I really distasted some of the individuals who worked there. Um, not all of them were bad. Um, one quick story in the university I worked at, there was a um, department head which was very, uh, very crass. Straight, like I initially did not have a good vibe about this lady, but what changed my perspective is when I actually sat down and had a conversation with her,, uh, which is really indicative to most things when you have a presupposition about somebody. They were one of the best persons that I've ever dealt with in a working unionized environment. Um, you know, she was great. um she listened. she you know fought for me. It was. A very eye-opening experience and which really solidified my resolve about the importance of a human resources department that tries to look after the best interests of the people. So this is kind of the reason why that this uh, episode three, I'm focusing my time more on the value of why human resources is important in building that cybersecurity culture. And, and the reason I'm saying this too is that understand that a lot of people think that HR is the same way that I thought, uh, a waste of time, uh pain in the bum, uh, they're, the people aren't great, they don't look after you, they don't respect you, etc. Again, not every business is perfect. Let me make that very clear. Some people who work in these departments are not suited for that job, but that's another conversation altogether. The point I'm trying to make here is that any size organization, big or small, when you have someone working for the company, dealing with employees. You need to understand that as a a business leader or as an HR professional, that you need to understand, you need to see beyond the technical and security mindsets uh, for the cybersecurity focus. And for leaders especially, you need to focus more on your cybersecurity resilience efforts in the human resources departments. So this should be the first department you turn to in order to to build that cybersecurity culture. Now, how you must do this is working across various business functions, geographies to identify those risks, um, you know you gotta you know imagine the results or imagine the threats uh, and you need to develop a plan for combating them because as that saying goes when you fail to plan you 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 plan to fail and a lot of leaders and HR professionals alike sort of miss that point because they're more primarily focusing on uh, employee issues hiring firing layoffs budgets etc but the point of this podcast is for all HR departments to focus some of their efforts on that cybersecurity culture because inevitably, it is the HR department that has that focus on the company culture. Now, a few studies that I've read, um, they have uh, basically different response teams over the average cost of a breach. Um, So if, if a company in particular formulated... A, a, resp- a cybersecurity response team, uh, th- they reduced the average total cost of a breach by $160,000. Um, For those companies who tested an incident response plan reduced the average total, the total cost of a breach by $320,000. Now, these are average costs. This isn't hard hardball figures exactly, but you need to understand that the point of those stats is the fact that any organization that actually has a team who formulates a team uh, or who who even uh, tested their incident response plans, not just write it on the uh, on the whiteboard and consider it done, but but organizations who take security seriously, HR departments who take the importance of security very seriously, they reduce the amount of financial risks and impact of their business by having these processes in place. There are many examples of businesses who do have a proper cybersecurity plan, incident response plan in place that they test frequently in the event that a disaster happens that they would be able to respond quickly. Now the caveat to this is the fact that a lot of businesses who um, do get an attempted breach against them don't make headlines because they have those mitigations in already in play. And it's only ones who have nothing or little or nothing in place are the ones who come up on the news. So kind of like as an outsider's perspective, the reason why you don't hear all the good stories is a lot of businesses are just, you know, chugging along, doing what they're doing. There's uh, perhaps an incident. Oh, taking care of. No big deal. Move on. Doesn't hit the deadlines. The media doesn't care. The media just fixates fixates themselves on the negative and that's where people and that's the problem with our culture our society culture right now is because a lot of people are fixating on the negative they're not they're not fixating on the positive because if you heard through the media more positive news about businesses who've taken these actions who have who have increased their uh, response teams or they tested their incident response plans you would see relatively quickly how this may adopt faster because of the positivity of the news, what people doing things that protects them, and and, and that's where I feel sort of like on a, on a personal note that there's a huge disconnect in our society when it comes to to cyber news is the fact that we hear all the doom and gloom out there, but what we don't hear is the things, or very infrequently hear is the things that do work, right? So understanding HR, human resources, is that crucial link. Between um, departmental leaders to evaluate evaluate the cybersecurity risks. Um, they're also they also train the employees. When when you're onboarding a employee, you're also um, set those expectations of that company culture. So this is why HR is at the forefront, the most important department in combating. Um, cybersecurity risks and and helping mitigate those risks. Where if the HR department is is in in hand-in-hand with the security departments, ID departments, and leadership, it creates this sort of like synergy, as you will, between different departments that allows that cybersecurity culture to evolve. And any net new employees or any existing employees will be filtered through the process, designed and implemented and enforced by HR in order to have that comprehensive proof that you must have these inside your company culture. So I'm going to talk up quickly about the the, the role of HR in cybersecurity. Um, so one is implementing best practices and change management. Uh, that means employee training, performance manage, management, etc. cetera. Ensuring that critical cybersecurity roles are filled and that employees remain current on necessary knowledge skills and abilities safeguarding sensitive employee information and initializing efforts to mitigate risks of insider threats now for those who don't know what insider threats are is um, current employee or employees exiting the company uh, may be causing some sort of um, uh, of a threat either be you know giving information from the company to competitors uh, doing some espionage etc within the organization and that It's the HR's responsibility to make sure that they can nip that in the bud relatively quickly before that becomes a bigger cyber issue because you can have the latest and greatest technologies protections in place, but if you have an employee who is doing something malicious, if they're using a USB key to extract data, if they're forwarding emails or a spreadsheet databases and documents to a competitor, this can be cumbersome because you cannot really set up certain technologies in place to avoid that. You can to an extent, but not entirely. And a lot of businesses may not have the capital expenditures to invest in all this software. So it really lies in the HR's um, hands to be able to hire people who have the um, the assurance, but also the skill sets in order to not do these types of things. Um, so the, the uh, HR department has to be the I call them the police officers of cyber awareness, compliance, etc. So HR departments needs to be the police officers when it comes to enforcing cyber awareness and enforcing cybersecurity culture. Now, I know putting that term on a department may rub people the wrong way, but this is why, because it's the police responsibility to maintain law and order. It's also the HRS department to maintain law and order in the company culture. And security, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you speak to, uh, is kind of synonymous now with uh, human resources, like it or not. So being a police officer, you have to mitigate those risks by new hires by performing background checks. Again, depending on your organization, um, it's a good idea to perform background checks on your on your people to make sure that they don't have a um, criminal history or espionage history or something that uh, may not be fully transparent from the get-go because references, as you know, may only go so far. But maintaining that integrity, if that person is in it needs to access sensitive information, etc., that's not just a general label uh, labor worker, they need to make sure that they're vetted so that they may not bring in uh, baggage into the company and, and cause an issue there. Uh, may must also mandate and track participation of cybersecurity training and awareness. So they need to sit there with a book or something to tally or to monitor the cyber awareness training uh, in an organization to make sure that people are actually taking this seriously, that there's follow-up questions or follow-up surveys or whatever that the company may design as sort of like feedback for these programs. But most importantly, um Making sure that these people are following along and they're not just doing something because they don't want to or they hate it or they feel like it doesn't matter to them. Uh, making sure that if, if they come across an employee that feels that way, that they'd be able to use uh, resources to make sure that they understand why they're doing certain things and try to help them out along the way. So the employee doesn't feel like they're being backed up to a corner and being forced to do something. So there's a lot of um, uh, democracy that must go on in, in terms of this, but understanding that this is crucial in order to assure that the, the integrity of the cybersecurity awareness training is solidified throughout the organization. Uh, also um, supporting the retention of the cybersecurity role. So if you're an HR and you're supporting, uh, if you have a cybersecurity department or IT department, uh, your goal and focus should um, primarily be in not primarily. I'm sorry, but it should not. It should be focusing on the integrity of these security roles and making sure that these these roles are filled. That if someone puts in notice you're just trying to find a role or keeping someone in your pocket, in the event that your CISO decides to move on to, to bigger and better things, uh, you don't wanna be left without that protection because it is hard this day and age to find roles to fit specifically in security. So you wanna make sure that you have some eggs in your basket as you will to maintain that integrity if and when that individual leaves the company or hire third parties as well, it's also an option. Um, Ensure the selection of vendors that you use in your department uh, can maintain the security of the employees' personally identifiable information, uh, which will include health information. So again, depending on the um, vertical uh, that you're in, you need to understand that the vendors you use uh, for um, the management, et cetera, of of your database and, and employees, you need to understand that that the vendor, it's also the vendor's responsibility as much as that is is your responsibility. So if something feels a bit off or you're not consulting your security department or a professional uh, or a security professional, if something's a bit off in that vendor, understand is not just the vendor's responsibility. Make that very clear. It's not only the vendor's responsibility, it's also your responsibility to make sure the integrity, the security of your management software is communicated well with your, your vendors. Otherwise, if something were to happen to the vendor, it can compromise you and your business and it doesn't look good on you. And if you just took a few steps in the right direction, that may have protected you from those issues. Now, as I, I mentioned, where you need to um, protect your access, access to your HR management platforms is just applying best practices again. You don't need to be a security expert, but these best practices you must follow. So, for one, a strong passwords or passphrases. Creating a unique passphrase for critical accounts. So the the head of HR or anyone who has critical access to your the the management platforms. You need to make sure that these passwords are being rotated. They're being they're being changed and adhering to the policies and procedures of that password policy for the organization if it's in play. Because you have to understand that it's not always about um, putting in extra special characters and that's considered being secure. That's not the way anymore. Cyber criminals have gotten smart. They're looking at ways to circumvent some of these secure password um, dialogue. So you need to understand creating sophisticated passphrases is very key, especially to those critical accounts That have access to the entire employee database. Also, to keep in mind is to make sure that there's some sort of biometrics or multi-factor authentication enabled to access these platforms as well so if you're using it over a um if you have management software over your your um, mobile account or mobile device for example make sure that it has proper biometrics in case your device gets lost or stolen that that person would need your fingerprint in order to access it as well as implementing multi-factor authentication to give different layers of resistance if someone's trying to access your your infrastructure and it's always best to ask your vendor if that's uh, a possibility to add on or it's already in existence for that particular platform. Uh, ensure accounts um, ensure the accounts of terminated employees are closed promptly, because I can tell you numerous times where there were uh, businesses that had old accounts, login credentials for people that have been on there for years. And this is a, a medical client of mine um, who uh, had a bunch of, of oops, 20, 40, of um, uh, people who were no longer working there, but they still had active um, active directory accounts sitting there, and and which is bad. So the, the HR needs to communicate with IT in order to make sure that the right accounts are revoked, closed prior to termination or during termination. That that communication line is kept open because it's crucial if someone leaves, gets terminated, or if they get um, Upgraded, downgraded, and make sure certain permissions are are changed across all platforms and apps. So this is where HR Needs to Talk has a direct line of contact with IT because their business functions are very synonymous with each other. And obviously updating your HR records accordingly will help really protect that too. So, um, So as a final note to the human resources leaders, Um, HR professionals played an important and an imperative role in addressing business risks from natural disasters, fires, workplace uh, workplace violence, layoffs, etc. Cyber-related business risks are no different. They cannot be addressed without the use of the best practices, the the use of best practices, workplace management as well. Even though you may feel intimidated by cybersecurity um, and you think that maybe that's the responsibility of the technical departments, um, this, is where, this is where that cybersecurity blind spot that I speak of um, gets you into trouble. This is where the, the fact is you're not earning the side of caution and, and ignorance is bliss again, where you may end up hurting yourself and hurting your department or company by living in that mindset. You need to understand that cybersecurity takes a village, as I said in my previous podcast. But that this is what gets organizations in trouble when when department heads don't communicate, they don't find a common ground of ensuring the protection of the organization. Um, the, the The emphasis of this, and make let me make this very clear: the emphasis of this, you need to shout this from the top of the building as an HR leader or as a, as a company leader, you need to shout this on the top of the buildings. You, just need, you need to sit there or stand there and just shout as loud as you can to drive home the importance of having, having a cybersecurity culture embedded in your business, no matter the vertical. And that's very important. But when you're being proactive by addressing the issue, um, you create some sort of early warning system. And I say this because, again, this is not something that's displayed uh, across the board. you create a early warning system for your organization by putting in the right people, by try by training the existing people and and really shifting that corporate mindset of the company into more a, of a cyber resilience mindset. and and that is very crucial in protecting your your organization. So keep that in mind, understand the fundamentals uh, as an HR leader, That should be the key importance in your everyday uh, working lives in order to ensure that the business does not get broadsided by a cyber attack or insider threat alike. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, latest episode of Darn IT Podcast. I'm your host, Darnley G. Safe computing, everybody. Bye.